Welcome to episode 153, Insured. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Goose, Manny, and Mark Arnold. Insured. In this episode, we have special guest Mark Arnold. We cover topics that range from the insurance business, networking, relationship building, marketing, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Steve Jobs and Walt Disney. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off, Mr. Arnold. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, we know you're a busy guy. Take time uh, for us to interview you and jump on our show. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for, uh, for thank you for having me. Awesome. All right. So, uh, for those of us who do not know who you are, explain a little bit about who you are and what you do. Uh, yeah, my name is Mark Arnold. I'm the managing partner at Insurance Savings Network. Uh, we're in a personal lines and small commercial lines insurance agency. Nice. Uh, all right. So let, let's hear a little bit of how you got into uh, the insurance business. I mean, is this something that you, you know, you grew up and you're like, you know what, dude, let's, let's rock and roll with this. Um, is it something that came on later on in your career? How, how did it all happen? All right. Yeah. So this is an interesting uh, story and, and some ups and downs in the story. So sure. Um, for a really long time, I first was in the car business and I realized as much as I like to sell in the car business, um, and this is before I even met my wife or any yeah. of this, I knew seeing the other sales guys not being able to go to their kids' games and, and coach their kids' teams and things that, that I wanted to, to figure out a job, a career where I could make a living and also be there for them and coach them and and be there like my father was was for me. So sure. I didn't know what business I wanted to do or how I was going to get into it. But um, I uh, was selling cars and I uh, was taking some time off in my early 20s. Um, unfortunately, my sister had passed away in a car accident. And um, that was in 03. And, you know, that was obviously a very difficult time. And, and I noticed that the insurance agent from my father, um, you know, was, was very hands-on, very professional. He, it was a bad situation for yeah. everybody, and he sure. made that situation uh, easier for him. Yeah. And, and I was like, wow, this, this guy is really helping my father out. And in the same respect, the person that was at fault who, who was sued, yeah. um, they they didn't have the proper coverage yeah so so and they had some money yeah and uh it was very interesting haul that dynamic so yeah, yeah, even yeah. though it was a horrible situation and and it's you know definitely tough uh in that situation i realized you know this is an, an interesting situation so he asked me you know you know i was after i got out of the grieving process um you know, to intern there, that was at an all-state agency. Okay. I, I went there. He ended up selling his business, and then I stayed on with the, the new owner. And uh, I worked there for a while, learning the ins and outs of the 
of the game. Yeah. So, um, so very interesting. So that was something that was local. How, how did the transition happen going from uh, the car deal and then to, to insurance? Was that once all, that situation happened, you kind of just stopped, everything came to a halt, and then you kind of just moved on? So, or yeah. still work doing um, the car thing? So I was doing the car thing, and that was yeah. when I was, I guess, 18 to 22-ish. Okay. And um, essentially, I stopped prior to my sister passing away just to – I lived at home. I didn't have yeah. anything going on. I was yeah. like, I was essentially, you know, kind of undecided on what I wanted to do. I, sure. I knew I really don't want to sell the cars anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I took a little break. I had some money saved and, you know, my parents were still allowing me to live there and everything. Yeah. So I was just having fun. Yeah. Um, and then that happened with my sister, which unfortunately, you know, I got in real bad depression from it. And, yeah. and um, that was when I, you know, met my wife there and and at a later point and she kind of built me back up yeah and i give her a shout out because uh you know my parents and stuff they they got you know a a rough deal and they were able to stay with me and 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 all i was going through while they definitely didn't need me to be upset when yeah and not leaving the house and whatnot but i met my wife and uh you know she she's you know it you know she's the rock for me and she she got me i a lot of that to her to build me back up and get me from back into like a career mode again. And, yeah. And so I was like, it's rough. sometimes you yeah. question a lot of things when that kind of stuff. Of course. Happens. Of course. But, it's a beautiful um, thing with, uh, you know, the whole thing, having someone there, um, and obviously building you up. That's, it's a tough situation. It's a lot to digest. It's overwhelming. There's a lot going on. Um, and then you're trying to figure stuff out, um, beyond, you know, who, you know, you're like trying to identify yourself now. You know what I mean? You're kind of like lost. Yeah. I was in sales and I was yeah. always able to build rapport with people. And, and I knew I always wanted to do all that. And, and I was kind of, when this all transpired, I was just, yeah, I was still young. Yeah. And, and I, I was just, you know, kind of stuck for a while. Yeah. And when I met her, you know, it was a, you know, we had fun for a little bit as we were younger and stuff, sure. but after a while, you know, her parents would say, well, so what's this guy you're seeing do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do you, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? What does Great he do? Question. I mean, Great of course. we see he's got a nice car. We see he's got, you know, you go out and you do these things, but, you know, like generally concerned, like, yeah, how is this guy getting money? Yeah, Because yeah, he yeah. looks like he has a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, you know, I just, my parents took care of me and I saved a little bit of money, uh, when you when you sell cars and you sell them at a high level and like I have always done, yeah. and you have no bills, yeah, you know, it's a good time. You yeah. could stack yeah, up. It's a <laughs> really fun time, and you yeah. get into all kinds of fun and trouble and yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, but she, you know, she pushed me, and and in insurance, you know, you got to take a test, and I'm going to school in a while. Yeah, and, you know, I have a high school diploma, but yeah, uh, that's it. I don't. I, I'm not a studious person. Yeah, uh, I'm a. I'm a grinder. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she pushed me and helped me with all that. And, and I finally got that done and, and kind of the rest is history. So, so how do you go from, all right, so you're, now you're learning the ins and outs. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're with this new, um, this new owner um, and, and this agency and you're learning all, everything that you possibly can. Mm-hmm. How do you go or where do you go from there or what triggers in your mind to say, I can do that. I can yeah. run my own show. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw that we worked 
tons of hours even still. So that, that whole idea to, to go from car sales to insurance, yeah. working the same hours now, just selling insurance inside. Right. It's still better on your body. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, you're walking yeah. around in, in car sales where you're yeah. sitting at a desk for 10 hours and, right. and, and you know, so I don't know, know if it is, yeah. but um, it was inside at least and you weren't outside and, and stuff. But I saw he, he could do, he was a nice guy and, and mentored me and he, he could do just about anything he wanted. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, go golf and, you know, take his family on vacation. You know, he, he was, you know, he was working hard, but he was also having fun. He was making some money. So I, I just always knew that this, this wasn't for me. I had to yeah. own something. I had to be an entrepreneur. I've always been that way. Yeah. And, um, you know, he wasn't happy when I left to start my own thing. And my, <laughs> of course. My, my, my wife wasn't happy. She, you know, my, my, she was pregnant with my, my son, and when I made this decision, yeah, um, and she was like, "You're, you know, making a modest income. We can, yeah. we can live here. Um, you know, it's all state, so it's a big company. You know, sure. you can work your way up, and and don't take any chances. Why would you take chances when I'm pregnant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what? Okay, yeah, so what, what, and, and what build your confidence right, though f- right. for that? Was it having the kid? You're like, dude, I, I need, I need. I, I get it. This is like the steady check. Uh, we're doing good or, you know, just getting by, whatever the situation is. But what made you like turn it up that notch? Like, no. All right. Well, it, it wasn't as risky in my mind. And it really wasn't as risky <laughs> yeah. in my mind. Period. It sounded all good. Yeah. Yeah. His risk gauge is completely broken. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah I mean, believe me, I've been there. <laughs> the, uh, and I'm not a gambler by any means, but the same thing where it's like, Almost, it's almost like that innocence where it's just like I can do this, or which I love is my favorite, is just the, the confidence of the male, the you know an alpha male, where it's just like you just yeah. think you can conquer anything. See, you're not into the details of oh my god, all this moving parts can go wrong. Right. See, I I do have an ego, and I I do like to gamble. Yeah. Uh, not not now per se because of you know having kids and stuff, but I, sure. I have, I've taken chances when. I knew I could always go back to this Allstate agency or another one. I, right, I was right. the numbers spoke for themselves. Yeah, I mean, right. I could put her, I could work anywhere, State yeah. Farm, Allstate Farmers, wherever I wanted to go. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really. And if it fell completely out, uh, I could sell cars. Yeah. Um, but the the thing is, so it wasn't as risky because what I wanted to, what I did is I got in a business with my uncle who is you know, really my mentor and he is, um, super, super successful. I mean, everything he's ever done from a very young age, like, you know, in his young teens, um, was successful. You know, nightclubs in the city. He, I don't know, but he's got a good living. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's one of those (laughs) guys we call multifaceted. Yeah. Yeah. Everything he does turns gold. And and I said, as soon as he gives me an opportunity, no matter what it is, I'm in. I mean, he could have told me something that I knew was going to fail. And because he said it, (laughs) Yeah. I would be right. like, I'm not missing out because right. all the other five things I never got asked to do yeah. became really lucrative. So right. I, he could have been like, we're opening a Chuck E. Cheese or something. And I'm like, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. And it's going to yeah. be called something else. So you're going to be competing with Chuck E. Cheese. Right, right. Ah, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, so he owned a mortgage company and okay. they had about 100 employees and you know, 30, 40 loan officers. And we went in there. Um, and he was like, you know, I buy you leads for the mortgage guys. I do all this. 
you're going to give business to the insurance division. Mm, yeah. You know, and, and we're going to build a big brand and they're going to give business back and, and everything's going to work out. So we went in there. Uh, so, I mean, that's not much of a risk to me. He, sure. he, I went in there and he said, how much do you need to make? And uh, I lowballed it because I wanted him to, to do business. I wanted him to give me an opportunity. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. said this and I went home and she was like, well, that's not what you make now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I said, well, I just took like 15 grand off what I make now. Yeah, and yeah. I just figured that at least right. that wouldn't be too bad because he's spotting it. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he's like, as soon as I said it, he's like, no doubt. Let's, let's start this yeah. up. I'm like, oh, man, I undershot the hell out of that. Um, Gave the family discount. Yeah. Family discount. Uh, yeah. I said, no, nah, no. Nah. I mean, that's every six months. Yeah. Know, <laughs> I switched it up yeah. on him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I've – negotiations, I, I usually – that's my – that's what gets me going. Yeah. And that one was one where I – Totally screwed that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, did you call him back? He's like, all right, dude, I got it a little excited. Um, like, listen, Unc. I talked this over with my wife. I don't know what the heck I was thinking. I genuinely got excited. Did that happen or you're just like, you just went rolled with it? No, I, I, I just said, you know, well, he would have been like, you know, he's just as good at sales as I am. Yeah, like, yeah. well, then I'm not interested. I can't do that. Yeah, number, yeah, You know, yeah, yeah. so I figured, you know, based on our, we did we had a business plan. He, yeah. he was good at that kind of stuff and he yeah. is good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I was not. Yeah. So he had the money. Um, he was in it. We were with him, me and another partner, you know, uh, they both owned a little bit more than me. Um, uh, but I was just happy to own something sure. and, and I was, you know, excited to get started and, yeah. and they were just going to funnel business for me. So in the commissions that I would make from, from that, I, I mean, it would be gold. So yeah. I was, I figured I could make it up. So, th- it, it, was this, what year is this, 2012? Uh, yeah. Okay, so from my understanding, a year later, you guys completely rebranded. What yeah. happened in that first year that you guys came to the decision to rebrand? Well, unfortunately, it was, it was kind of forced upon us because in yeah. 2012, uh, I think we started in about February, and by the time I learned all... We, so. We were going uh, independent, so that was the route we were going. So we represent about 15 companies. We have a bunch of different carriers we can help you with. So it's not that Allstate captive brand anymore. So okay. That and was what the, are you selling? Like auto, homeowners, okay. do some life insurance. We partner with some people for that. Uh, we don't do health insurance or, or pet insurance, but we do renters, uh, motorcycles, jet skis. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, my niche market and my... my where I want to be is, is auto and home uh, and small, some small business. Okay. Um, so we wanted to, to have something for, for everybody, whether you had a claim or you had an issue or your credit was good or bad. And, and we, we decided to go that route instead of just locking into one. And we, by the time I learned all that coming from Allstate, which was just one, one rules, one guidelines, one underwriting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's probably like May-ish we started to really start getting some traction from from referrals and stuff from the mortgage company so i mean from june to september it was like you know wolf of wall street or something i was i couldn't sleep i was so busy wow everyone was giving us business and it was like boiler room it was like we were pumped i was like whoa yeah yeah, no like you know i I was if i could make this even for four years or something yeah yeah. i'd be a lifetime of money (laughs) i was crazy wow and we were like well we couldn't even believe it was taken off. Then we had to hire somebody and I hired a friend of mine who I worked with at Allstate who had left Allstate. So he came over and then we were still busy and we were talking about bringing a third person on. So then uh, I think it was late September, early October, he called me that our partner was in the hospital. 
and yeah. he was the financial guy of the whole thing. So my uncle was business development and sales and and more kind of how I am now to my business. He was yeah. the one that was hands on, the face of the business. Yeah. And then there was someone that was you know payroll accounting, uh, you know the money guy essentially that handles the stuff that people like like me are not the greatest at. So we get we left him with that responsibility. So I think what happened is. Um, I don't know if he had a nervous breakdown or if he was doing something. He would, they were overextended on yeah. the business somehow, but my uncle didn't know this. They were buying land. They were doing different things, and, and they probably should have just stayed in their lane a little bit because yeah, 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 the, yeah. the mortgage industry is very volatile. So my uncle was blindsided, and he had to figure out quickly what to do and without blowing all, all the money he's made over the years. So yeah. he had to like um, merge or sell or liquidate that business because of this guy put him in a horrible position. Yeah. Um, nothing he could have done about it. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, naturally, I'm, now I'm in this 30,000 square foot building by myself and my buddy who I just brought here. <laughs> right. And, 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 and nobody's there anymore. Right, right. And we're like, it was almost like if the place got raided or something yeah. and, and the business was gone. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then like, you don't, this guy's, my uncle, his life has just got turned upside down. You don't want to, Hey, what about the insurance thing that we're yeah. doing? Yeah, can, yeah. I, can I get can I get my check? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and his life is just literally, yeah, you know, up up in the air. So, you know, he did tell me he's like, you know, you're gonna be fine. Like, we're let me just figure this out, and, yeah. and, and we're gonna figure it out together. It was just a lot for me to. My wife was like, I told you, you know, oh, yeah, you yeah, had yeah. that, you know, you had that, <laughs> yeah, job, and I said, yeah. but I'm like, nah, we're we're gonna be fine. Um, did you believe it? I was less nervous because I knew I had other things I could do. The mm. problem got is I started to hang on to this when he was dealing with, there was, when, when things like this happen, there's legalities. Yeah. You have forensic auditors come into his business. Yeah. I mean, his plate was, I mean, there was potential legal issues what this guy was doing. Yeah. So the last thing on his mind is me and my insurance and, and he's got kids and he's got yeah. a wife. So I understand that he always put me enough at ease where I knew we would be okay, or at least yeah. he was going to try this with me still. Um, but I was still nervous because he was definitely tied up with, with whatever else. And I'm just sitting there like in the, in this, this room, yeah, a, a very small room in a big building. And, and it felt like it was collapsing. You know? yeah, I'm like, yeah, do yeah. I even come to work? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So then, then I, I honestly, the phone, the phones got shut off and the, the lights got shut off yeah, because well. he's not wanting to pay any more money for this. It, so literally, literally not figuratively like no no we had no lights wow and um then we obviously left because there was you couldn't see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. but that that's what could happen i mean that was so like, so what happened so explain so that all happened between september and december or what was that was that like a month or is that like in two weeks this all went down i mean it was like he so was in fast. the hospital we found out on sunday and then like well, how are we going to pay people on Friday? Like, how much do I got to pay? I, I believe, I don't know the facts, but I believe my uncle actually fronted a lot of money to make people's pay. Wow. Um, yeah, so, you know, he, he just got a raw deal, and I didn't want to impose because, you know, my, I go home, and she's like, did you talk to him? Did you talk to him? I'm like, how am I going to, like, I just want to be there for him, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, He's my uncle, and yeah. I love him, and he's dealing with some stuff. And she's like, I understand that. And, and, and she wanted to be there and she would speak to his spouse and try to, his spouse would reach out to me. Can you, can you, he's, this is everything he's built over his whole life. And, yeah. and he got blindsided. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to ask him like, Hey, where's my money? Yeah. Um, 
so I just was patient, and, yeah. and, and that was very scary. That's when it started to get scary because I knew I had, could do other things, but I, I didn't want to give up on this. So I just started using the credit cards and, and just yeah. trying to buy my time yeah. before I had to make a drastic leap back into essentially fail at this and, and go back somewhere else. Right. Um, so how was, your, hold on, how was your business at the time? I mean, I know that part of the business was bad, but you know, you at the time apparently were booming. Were the phones still ringing? Were people still inquiring? Or did everything come to a screeching halt when the mortgage thing went kind of slow? Yeah, I mean, it, it pretty much went to a halt. I mean, you know, we had our, our deals we were that were in the pipeline that we were working on and stuff. But then those loans weren't even getting really done anymore yeah. by because the mortgage company was dealing. They were, they were merging and things. So they really didn't want to work with us because they've lost potentially money from the mortgage company I'm affiliated with. So right. that's why we rebranded because... I had nothing to do with that, and it was our name was affiliated because uh, we were in that company. So, I guess a long story short on that is we got finally got our own office and a complex, and, and the partner that was in the hospital came back. He's like, "All right, yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's go." And we're like, "Hell no, no way! Wow, no wow. way!" And he's like, "Well, you're gonna have to buy me out." Yeah, and, and we're like. Dude, you just ruined all of our lives. Like, we, now we're going to give you money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're furious at him. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but, but we had to buy him out because <laughs> we, we couldn't. Full circle. We still yeah, to. I mean, we had to buy him out. Um, it's just a much more clean cut. Right? Yeah, How? we just didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah. And, and, you know, we just had no choice but to give him some money. It wasn't a lot because at that point we weren't really. It was thousands. I yeah. think it was 10, 15, 20 grand. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, that was. Uh, a lot of money for a company that has no money right. yeah. that just lost everything. Mm-hmm. Um, who right. knows? So, so what does 2013 look like? So 2013 was we, we, had, we rebranded the insurance savings network and we bought our partner out. And um, it was me and my uncle and my parents came in and, and, and got involved a little bit. Um, and at this time, you just had a son. Right? Yeah, he was born in October. Okay, wow. So, um, so how did you not pull your hair out? Um, during that time, <laughs> that's that's what that's yeah. a lot of pressure. Yeah, it was it was More definitely money. stressed out, and I didn't I had money saved, but it was yeah was nowhere near near what I needed. I mean, it definitely went, and then yeah. I went into debt because of this. But um, it, it's it's made me so much money. Yeah, it's made me so much money. It's made me such a better person. Um, you know, I, I work so hard now because it got taken away. So, like that yeah, yeah, yeah that quick. And, and it's like people are like how do you how do you do this you know and I, I just i don't know i don't know when when things are going to change i don't know when yeah amazon's going to open insurance i don't know right, what's going right, to happen sure. yeah. Yeah. so so i have to grind and outwork other people yeah um but yeah so 13 it was scary because we didn't know how we were going to get business yeah. so we're used to the referral setup and when i brought up some other episodes that you guys had, you know, with sales that certain people like cold calling. It's their thing. Yeah. That is not my thing. Yeah. Car sales, they come to you. Yeah. Essentially. Mm. I want, I can crush leads and referrals that, that come to me. Mm. So if you give me a referral, if I develop a network um, or, or something like this with the mortgage leads, um, I'll outsell everybody. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's because it's kind of easy. Yeah. You've set up that relationship where, uh, you're not having to call someone hanging up. I, I don't, you know, that that's tough, man. That's yeah. tough. That's tough sale. So my plan was to figure out a way where I didn't have to purchase leads because that costs money and we didn't have it. Yeah. 
And, uh, and those also, when you buy leads, and in my business, they're shoppers. There are people that are, are, are out there in the marketplace looking to save money. And, and if you can save them money, then they're going to do the same thing next year. And, and my business is all, if anybody came to me and said, you know, I'm staying for six months or a year, I wouldn't write them a policy. Right. Because I lose money first year, essentially, with all my rent and all my stuff. I, I need years and years of relationships, mm -hmm. referrals. I need to... I need you to be a partner with me for a long period of time, and I'll yeah. make sure that I always review your policies and keep you. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I was at. I was figuring out, I knew what kind of salesperson I was. I knew that if I can get them in front of me, I would crush it. But I did not know how I was going to do that. The 100 mortgage people that worked for my uncle, they very well could hate him. Yeah. Because yeah. although they, I believe they knew he got blindsided, he was still an owner of the company that, that kind of screwed up their lives. Yeah. So I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure that, that he would reach out to these people or would he even be willing to reach out to them because he might yeah. be embarrassed of what happened. Mm -hmm. So he reached out to one person, said, hey, you know, can my nephew bring up? Because they all relocated to different places now. They all okay. just didn't, all the mortgage guys, they were scattered amongst mortgage guys and girls. They were scattered amongst 15, 20 different companies. Yeah. So we started to reach out to him. Hey, can we, can we bring pizza? Can you introduce us and stuff? And we started to go in that way. And he got me in the door with people I didn't know, and, and I, I sold them. Yeah. Hmm. And I made that happen. Yeah. And kind of the rest was history. He got me the intros, which is really a testament to him because if the other partner asked for those intros, like yeah. he ruined a lot of people's lives. Yeah. So, so the fact that they were willing to, to, to let my uncle – and myself come up there with pizza and, and, and soda and, and talk to them. It was yeah. kind of like he must have had some kind of impact on their life, you know. So, so explain a pitch to us, right? Mm -hmm. So do you feel the need when, when, when you're presenting these ideas, everyone's kind of relaxed, um, you know, uh, most people have a wall, right? Here, oh, here comes another salesman. Here comes another mm -hmm. pitch. I'm just here for the pizza. I don't, I don't care what this guy's about to say. Um, and now you're fighting a past all at the same time mm -hmm. what's the technique there i mean you just blame it on the other guy and you tell me <laughs> <laughs> no nah, um i mean they uh you know a lot of times if people are just there for the food yeah, you know yeah, they're just there sure. to to uh, so-and-so's bringing a, a meal yeah um and again i wasn't really good at that moment at being at public speaking or anything either uh so i was i used my uncle he made all the those kind of things and but you know, our pitch to the mortgage industry was there's going to be there's there's there is actual deals that don't get done because certain ratios are too high or low. I mean, high, really. And if we can give them a really competitive insurance rate, that might get a few deals a year done for you that you wouldn't have got. And if you're making mortgage, people make a lot more per deal than I do. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they're making three, four or five grand a deal, I mean, I could make you 15 grand a year, 20 grand a year by my pricing being better than other people's pricing. Got it. Um, and if you have an Allstate or, you know, sometimes they win, but they have just one company. Yeah. And uh, they don't do certain kinds of risks. Um, we, uh, we find a home for things. So um, that was kind of the pitch. So, so it started to go. The only thing we would give them is like, we'd bring them lunch every couple times a year and we give them a referral uh, gift cards, like TD Bank gift cards as thank yous. 
um, in insurance, you have limits of what you can do legally to, to reward people. So sure. we had a referral program. It was pretty cool. They were interested in that. Um, it wasn't a ton, but we, we never, knock on wood, I, I've never, a deal never didn't get done because of me or my company. Yeah. Uh, any of these mortgage guys would never say you cost me a deal or any of that. Yeah. We always make deals happen for them. And we do it legally. We, do, we don't, people say, hey, can you do this, this, and this? And uh, my other insurance people did that. Yeah. Said, we don't do that here. Right, right. You know, uh, we, we, we don't, if you need to be at a certain ratio, if you give us the, op- the right opportunity, if you, you give us the auto home bundle, we usually can get in that range with not compromising coverage at all. Right. We can actually give you more coverage and more protection for less money and not have to do any of that nonsense. So explain explain the uh, ratio you you mentioned a couple times. What for the, those of us who do not know specifically what that means? What, when you're saying ratio, what are, what are they looking for? Well, that's that's more of a mortgage thing, and I'm I'm not licensed in that. But what I do know is if you you know between your your income and your debt and your credit cards and everything, you know your taxes on the house you're buying and things, and they they put in like a guesstimate for your insurance. Okay. And you know, that's always good to, to be around that. When I give you a quote, say they figure a hundred dollars a month, let's say, uh, it's not good when I come in at 200 a month because that messes up their mortgage payments and it messes up their ratio. Now, some people, they, they have no debt or very limited debt and they make good money. And, and no matter what I say, 500 a month, 50 a month, it's not going to mess up their house buying okay, process. I see what you're saying. But when someone's a little bit a paycheck to paycheck type situation or, you know, first time home buyer that, that, that is bringing, you know, eight grand to the table and getting a gift from their parents, like sure. I did. Yeah. Um, you can't have two hundred a month. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have a hundred a month, and and you probably need seventy five, and sometimes lower. Yeah. Um, depending on how tight it is between how much you can afford a mortgage and, and stuff. So they'll come to me, say, Mark, I have this this situation. You know, we need to be here. Can you do whatever you need to do to get here? And usually, it's all I gotta do is be given the right opportunity, and I'll get there. Yeah. And and you know. When they say do what you got to do to get there, I, I think they mean whatever it takes. Yeah. But I don't need to do anything. I just do my job and it, the, the rates are what they are. Yeah. So. Do you turn people down? I do. I do. And, and, and it's not because it's not because I don't want to write insurance policies. And in the beginning when I was hurting, hurting the way I was, I wrote a, a lot more policies that I would never write now. Sure. And it's not, it's not I essentially gave them what they wanted. Yeah. When I was in the beginning, you know, if you wanted to take a lousier coverage, because that's what you have now, and you're going to sign papers to the fact that I'm going to try to talk you out of it. But if you insist, hmm. I will I will do that. And that sure. said, this was in 2013. Yeah. So now I write a certain type of policy, and there's nobody that's going to make me not do that. And, yeah. I, and I try to prevent people from getting in their own way sometimes with insurance, which kind of brings me to one of my uh, – uh, one of the questions you had asked about, you know, kind of what drives you crazy about the insurance industry or yeah. what, what it's people thinking that because they don't have money now that they don't need to carry good coverage. I understand. So if you carry lousy coverage and, and, and just cause you don't have a house or, or kids or anything and, and you get sued for a hundred thousand dollars, then you're never getting a house. Right. And you're right. never getting a house. It's because right. it's a lien. When you go to get a mortgage, they say, okay, Jimmy, everything's good, but you got to pay off a hundred grand to, to Allstate because you got this lien burst. They, they sued you because you didn't have the right coverage. Right. So I, I try to explain that to people because just, oh, you hear it. 
you can't get blood from a stone, right? Sure. Like, like I have no money. Now, I'm not asking you to pay 400 a month when you could definitely pay 100 a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, spend an extra $20 a month and, and make sure that you, you uh, protect future earnings. Yeah. And uh, you don't let something you did at 22, 23 get in the way of what you're trying to do at 28. Um, I did a lot of things at 22, 23 that I would never have done once I met my wife, you know, because yeah. as soon as I met her, I knew you know, we were going to have that family I wanted and, and I needed to protect myself differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was much more responsible. So because of that and because of everything that I lost temporarily, um, I knew I had to, to do a service to people and protect them. So if they want something, it's not, I'm not going to put my brand on that. You know, they, my logo is not going on junk. Yeah. yeah it's more of a quality yeah. thing. And it's not individuals or anything. If, if someone, if I think someone's doing something wrong, I'll walk away for that. But most of the time, people say, okay, I'm, I'm happy you save me $50 a month. Yeah. What about if I do this, this, and this? I said, why would you need to do that? I already saved you $600 a year. Yeah. You want to save another five bucks a month and, and jeopardize everything? Right, right. So those are the people that I say, this is what I'm doing. This is what I feel comfortable doing. And usually, it's actually got me a lot more sales than it's lost me because they say, I can't believe you're willing to turn away money because I'm willing to make a mistake. Right. And, and you care so much. Right. And you won't let me make this mistake and ruin my life that I want to do business. And then those people are actually probably my best clients. They send me tons of referrals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because they, they, they remember that day where something happened that had it not been for me standing firm on that, they, they probably wouldn't be in the position in life they're at now because they'd be paying back all this money. So I want to ask you a question about maintaining your clients, right? Um, how does one compete with, and this happens in every, every industry, with a new customer, right? So it's always this thing. We all see, those of us who have oil um, for our houses, sure. X, Y, and Z company is <laughs> going to offer me such and such per gallon because I'm a new client. Um, cable companies, you're, you're a new client, so we're going to offer you 100 bucks. you're paying. We could see you're probably paying about 200 the same thing, and you're going to get $500 uh, Visa card within the first six months. It's like this wild phone company, cell phone companies. You actually get this phone for free because you're a new customer. And my one uncle, I'll never forget, uh, uh, shout out to Uncle Ed. He goes, he calls his uh, oil company. He's like, you know, I had three, three, three um, basically teenagers with tablets knock on my door and tell me they can cut in half per gallon. Now, this is my, my question to you guys. Why do you guys treat your new customers like gold and your current customers? Well, I've been paying you for the last 20 years. I get no discounts. There's no advantage for me staying with you. And it was just very valid point. Um, how do you maneuver through that? It's difficult. So yeah. that, that also gets me back to the point of where I get my business because the type of business that I get retains at a much larger or higher rate. So my retention, believe it or not, is more like 94%-ish, which is kind of unheard of. Uh, at wow. Allstate, we were in the, the 80s, the low 80s. Wow. And when you talk about years and years of business, that could be hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue to your sure. business. So. Um, You're saying that percentage difference. Yeah so, yeah. so not only is my sale easier because I'm not really competing with other people. I mean, sometimes I would say about 75% of my referrals to me, I'm the only competition. Okay. I, I really have to screw it up. Yeah. Or my team or something to not get the deals. They're, they're wow. new, buying new homes. They're first time home buyers. 
my referral partners have teed them up perfectly. Nice. I just have to get the pricing where it needs to be and, and I'll, I'll be good. So those types of buyers are more loyal and they're, they're not going to shop you as much. So that, that's good. Um, I also have filters in place where I see rates go up. That yeah. happens. And some are because you had claims or something or tickets. But most of the time, it's just because the insurance companies didn't make as much as they wanted to and they want to make it back. So I have filters where I get all kinds of alerts and different things based on percentages of increases. And uh, those once you get to a certain point where we're at now, I cannot call every single client every year. Um, I send mailings out and, and, and emails and stuff um, generically to, to call us if you'd like to review something. But I do have the filters in place where if it goes up over a certain percentage that I have to requote them or, or redo it or, or reach out to them. Sure. I won't just redo it or requote them without speaking to them first because a lot of times when I write someone with a company, they might have might had a great experience with that company. So they're okay with this 10% increase or whatever it may be. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to you know, requote it and do all this and, and waste time doing that. I, yeah. I want to have a conversation with these folks and see, hey, there may be options. Do you want me to take a look at it? Or, or are you good with what, what the renewal is? Yeah. And, you know, believe it or not, a lot of times they, they'll say whatever you think or we really like them. We're, we're very comfortable with their, their online portal. Mm-hmm. Or we had a claim and, and, and they handled it like to the nines. So, so I'm not switching anyway. Yeah. I'm like, sweet. That, you know, that saved me from time. Because that... There's studies out there that show if, if just keep writing new business, you know, even if you retain less, you're going to write more. Gotcha. And that's not how I operate. Although it's, as far as business go, that I try to do both. I, what I try to do is write more, retain higher by working smarter and longer. Got it. And that's how I do it. But there is definitely a train of thought that says, don't talk to anybody. At Allstate, we didn't talk to anybody. Why would I call you and bring a bring attention to a bad situation that I have no other carriers to write you with. Right. You know, Jimmy, your, your rate just went up 20%. I just wanted to let you know how's everything going. <laughs> you say, well, I didn't, reali- I didn't realize that. I'm calling, you know, State Farm or whoever else <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, what can you do? Yeah. So, so what you do is you do nothing, and then yeah. you don't feel good about it. Yeah. So we, we definitely try to do it. And we, we do a really good job. My team, and I have to shout them out, I have uh, – a bunch of people over there and, and some are newer and, and I have a quite a few that have gone, been with me from all these ins and outs, you wow. know? So, so those people are, are super important to me. Um, there's, there's a lot that went on that, that we've flourished. I mean, we, we win awards. I mean, we're a part of, of networks and different organizations that were last year. We won the, uh, the most, uh, the growth award for, for 2018 so i mean wow, that's awesome we you know from lights going off to to yeah. this is 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 that's quite awesome. a big difference so what's what's thus far what's one of your favorite accomplishments was it just maintaining and still believing when literally everything was the dark days um or is it something almost like you know that was your uncle who gave you a shot making him proud mm-hmm. is it or is it just kind of the growth that you see year nah, in and year out. Nah, yeah, I mean that that is is one of the accomplishments. The accomplishments, a lot of these agencies they they um, they rely uh, they don't hire as many people, and they they rely on the companies to do a lot of their servicing. And I've always thought that 
I get so many referrals from my clients. Yeah. So why would I want them to call one eight hundred number? Yeah. So I'd rather employ you know people, and uh, have them. Uh, you know, service that counts for me. And we do do some of that. We say, hey, if we're not here, or it's after hours or the Sunday or Saturday, sure. um, you could always call us and you can go there. That's fine. But we'd like to I, I help these people. We'd like to yeah. always be a part of life. I think that's why I retain the way I do. And, and it does stink when someone just needs something that anybody can handle for them very quickly, like an insurance card or something. And they make me call them back. And then they say, I just need an insurance card when I pay people to do that. Right. But, right. but I don't mind. I mean, it could be worse. I could have no lights and, and have nobody call me. Sure. It's, it's beneficial that the car in industry typically is off on Sundays as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is huge. That I would mean, be a disaster. I just thought about that. I remember calling um, my insurance agent who was, on vacation and he was a one-man band um at the time and um i had to call the main line and i remember him like chewing me out i'm like dude what do you want it me wouldn't to let do? me take the car i've had people like buy other policies on a saturday at a dealership because someone wow. wasn't there yeah and then they just canceled it you yeah. know or, or they tried to cancel with me and then i you know i was able to save it and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah mean, that's sure. that's another issue in the industry is someone misrepresenting themselves to get a deal and take it yeah i said i don't get angry too much but when people want to take food off my kids plate yeah for sure and by doing if they do it fair and square that's fine sure but if you if you give someone a military discount that's yeah. not in the military right to save them money right. i'm coming for you yeah, yeah, yeah for sure and and i don't like that i, I said i work so many nights 9 30 10 o'clock i didn't get a chance to put my kids to sleep yeah i'm not gonna work like hell to retain this business I missed bedtimes. I missed yeah. games. I missed all these kind of things. Yeah. So you think you're going to essentially commit insurance for all to take my money away? Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And then I bring it up to people. Normally when you say he's beating me because he's committing insurance fraud and here are the 10 reasons, usually they say, oh, my God, I would never work with that. Yeah. yeah. A couple people, which really makes me upset, is like, oh, but it's still cheaper. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, listen, <laughs> listen. Well, there's always know, those guys. Yeah, uh, those people. I tell my staff because they're like, I can't believe they're beating me. I said, listen, if they're going to do something illegal, we're never going to win. Yeah. If you if you live in Bucks County, if you live in Philly and your garage your car in Bristol, it's good. I can't. How am I going to win? How am yeah. I? I'm going to garage it where it's at. Yeah. And if you're going to garage it in Bristol, then the person that's willing to do that is going to win. And and you got to take those lumps as hard as they are to take because I. I that's the number one thing. I always want to win. I always want to end uh, on top, but, but, but the right way. Yeah. How do you transpire that mentality to the team, especially a new person? I mean, I don't always do that as well as I like. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm a firm lead by example guy. I do my routine. You could wake me up at 3 o'clock in the morning and ask me something about something, and it's just my process. It, it's just on point all the time and if that's the way our business is running it they're all going to just do that too like they won't some of those people are, are not as in the same financial positions as they'd like to be and, and they could probably write not as good coverage to make some money for themselves because of the positions that they're in and they're growing in the industry um but they don't because they know that's not how i do it and that's right. not how and i would catch it anyway but that's not how i i operate so I guess I lead, I lead by example. Um, I work hard and I, I, I kind of outlast it. Like, like you mentioned, the competition on the way, just on the way here to home, thousands of people that do what I do. Yeah. It's the most, I mean, there's 
places all up and down the strips. There's yeah. four or five in my complex. Yeah. So, so you have to differentiate yourself. Yeah. You have to outwork these people. Yeah. I have to, if they make enough money, then they can go golfing and they don't answer their phone, then, then I win. Yeah. And, and when I'm ready to go golfing, then I'll hire someone to answer the phone or right. I'll, I'll answer the phone on the golf course. Right. So you got to outwork them and you got to be different. And, and the way you're different to me is like the agent that came to my house when my sister passed away. Yeah. You know, you know, that was different to me. That was, he was involved and, and he cared. I've unfortunately had to go through similar situations and as an insurance agent yeah uh where i had young young kid uh pass away due to drunk driving and yeah. it was one of my referral partner's sons wow and you know that was reliving it all over again that was uh two years ago i think now and, and i remembered how my father was treated yeah i you know went to the funeral i cried with the guy i told him you know about my he knew about my situation i believe and and we've become really close because of it and it's just a horrible tragedy, but how certain there's so many people that do what I do, even this, they could write for the same company as I write for. Yeah. And they say, well, I heard a, you know, a bad review on X company. Yeah. But that's a bad review on the agent. If, if I don't give you X and X happens, then you think the company stinks. Right. Right. You know, if I'm on the golf course and, and I have no one watching my phone and you think the company has best bad customer service, mm -hmm. the companies rely on us. To, to represent them properly and make sure. sure that if something goes wrong, we've given them the proper, the proper coverage and the proper assistance right. to make, make them look good instead of making them look bad. They all got billions of dollars. Sure. If you give them the right coverage, they got to pay it. Right. You know, unless there's something else going on that shouldn't be going on. What does, what does your business look like in the next five years or where, where would you like for it to be? The number one thing I'm working on is scale, scaling my business because, yeah. you know, as we sit here in Miguel's shop, I mean, the more barbers you have, the more heads that can be cut and, yeah. and the more money that can be made for everybody. And right now, as much as I have a great support team um, and I've created great referral networks that now I feel confident enough trickling down to some of our sales guys and they're, they're taking them and running with them, which is awesome. For a really long time, because I lost everything for a brief moment, I didn't want anyone handling any of my referral partners right. because, <laughs> and they didn't want anyone handling them but me. And yeah. to this day, some of them are like, nobody handles them but you. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fine if you, if that's what you want. Yeah. But, um, so it's, I, I did everything from changing the, the, the air filter to, to do every, taking out the trash, doing yeah. everything. So it, it's as good as our businesses come. If God forbid something happened to me or anything else, I did do 80% of the production uh, or more for a long time. So I want to scale it where I still work as hard as I do, but I make more careers for other people and I give them opportunities and I trust them. And we have many more employees, many more offices. We've already had, we've been asked to do so many things. I just, my trust level because of what happened is, is I'm trying to get over that. Yeah. Um, like, you know, there's a lot, a lot of opportunities and uh, to scale it because our product is so great and our process, our process in the office is so great. Um, the girl that I mentioned that works for me, I mean, she's like the office mom, the office wife. Yeah. She's a therapist. She's yeah. she's among works amongst all men and yeah. she keeps it together and she, yeah. she she holds it down. So with with our process, the way we have it, what she handles and what my sales team handle and what I handle, it all works. But if we can, you know, kind of get more 
you know, More salespeople. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. I just, there's so many people that, that want to work from home and be subcontractors and all this. And we've tried it. It's just, you can't trust, I can't trust people working from home and they don't have the same, you know, I got to have like guidelines for how we're doing it, and, yeah. you know, and we're working on things and we have a lot of things going on right now. It's just, you know, just work more hours and work, work more efficiently. Cause that's a problem I've had. I, I've, I've always said, you know, I have more hours cause I'll stay here till whenever. Sure. But I don't have to, if I work smarter right. and, and that's kind of where we're at now. So where is your uncle and all this at this point? Is he just, is, does he have a, a huge say in everything? Or he's kind of just, you, he knows that you got this and ran with it and he's kind of just laying low. So, so, you know, he, he got into a lot of different businesses. So he's used to making a lot of money insurance. You don't make a lot of money for a long time. I mean, yeah. you do make it for a long time because it's residualized if you keep the business, but you have to build it up. So for someone that's used to making that kind of money, he, he couldn't wait for me. Yeah. He wasn't going to knock me down and sure. do whatever he could to help me, but he needed to make money. Yeah. So he got involved in a lot of other investments. Um, and, bec and I ran with this. Yeah. Um, so he's still doing that stuff and he's doing much bigger scale stuff. And, you know, it's, it's really cool stuff and I'm happy for him. Um, he's essentially silent yeah. with me. I mean, we, we, talk about things, hiring, firing, uh, which we really don't have to fire many people, but just this major things we talk about. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of stuff we talk, we just talk about life and, and, and business and how to grow bigger and be more efficient and stuff. But he, he's not like in the office almost ever. A couple of times a year, we'll have lunch or hang out, but we'll just talk as we would. And he knows what's going on, but you know, this is my thing. So you mentioned that he's just, in general, is your mentor, someone you always looked up to. Um, looking beyond five years is, is, is the kind of the entrepreneurship, the level that he's at. Is that something you also look, you know, to tap into later on? Or is it just you want to just stay with the insurance uh, industry um, currently? Obviously, as you keep mentioning, you never know what's going to happen, right? Um, but is it something that you would like to tap into or are you just kind of staying put um, to grind it out here and see where it takes you because he's investing i'm sure in you know real estate and all kinds of stuff yeah i mean I, I like to invest in any kind of residual type business i mean whether it's landscaping where you get you could keep a client if you do a, a nice lawn yeah and you're fairly priced you're going to continue to get that business sure. uh, barbers you do a good job you know you have to you know have clients for life you have your book there right sure. and uh those are types of businesses i like to be involved in yeah um, because those businesses, if you do the right thing, you'd be rewarded for those no matter what. Yeah. And, and as risky as they may be in the beginning, and you might take a while to build your book of business. Once you have your book of business, it's, it's, you can get pretty much like clockwork and you can grow and scale. Um, those are things that I like, I like to do, uh, real estate invest in is something I want to do. And there's other things within the insurance industry that go hand in hand, uh, whether it be life insurance or some different financial products that I, I like to get into that can bring in another revenue Just to stream. expand more yeah um but yeah i mean i want i definitely don't want to put my all all my eggs in one basket i did that sure. once and i got burned morally yeah. so even now uh the fact that 20 of those mortgage people were at 20 different places now work with 100 people each i wow. scaled by that happening i now have thousands of people you know if I, one of those realtors is in hapro i could go up there and bring pizza and there's hundred other people I've never met before. Wow. So, I mean, I never thought that it was going to be a good thing that yeah. this happened, right. but you got, you got all the people that I was currently working with that transplanted other places 
and now I have and now they're willing to talk to me because I do the right thing. Right. Um, you know, and I, I did the right thing by them, and I, I get deals done for them, and, and I provide good service. Do you interact with any other um, business owners in, in the insurance industry? Is that kind of something where we talk talk about competition? It's kind of you kind of stay in your lane, you do your thing, they do their thing. Is there conferences? Is there how do you stay up to date with the current trends? Do you read books? Are you is there websites you guys go to? And is there something with your license or you know that you have to maintain yearly? Yeah, you have to, I think it's every three or four years you have to do continuing education, you know, yeah. and you got to do your 24-hour CE credits. It's usually one of those things you, you, you wait to the last minute and you, Absolutely. And you cram. Every and industry has lose, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just because you're busy. It's not because yeah. you don't want to learn. But I'm uh, a part of a bunch of organizations within the insurance, and they have conferences, seminars, webinars. I'm more of a webinar guy or a conference yeah. call or, or, or uh I don't like to read as much, um, but I'm more interactive, you know, yeah. you know, so I go to different networking groups. I'm, I'm a president of one now and that's not necessarily insurance related, but those kind of people keep me up to date on some things. And, and in the insurance industry, I, I subscribe to a lot of different things. I, I'm, if you don't, you know, keep up on your game, you're going to get run over because there's different products that come out. There's different things you, you have to, do your due diligence. All these different carriers, they have different things and webinars be sitting um, and go to. And, and you have to do that because if you miss something, you know, they'll sue you. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, you got you to know what you're doing. And that's why it's hard for me to scale and expand because if you make a mistake, you know, that, that you're going to pay for it. And, and it could ruin someone's life. So yeah. you have to, you always have to be doing that. So um, the state requires something, but that's, that's nothing. I mean, that, you got to do. You got to do more. You got to learn more, and you're always growing. Speaking of networking and uh, and relationship building, how has that helped with just even keeping your clients? We talked about maintaining them, um, but when you talk about networking and expanding your network, and because of what happened back in uh, 2012, that you didn't realize that that was actually going to create more business for you. Yeah. H- how, how does that? How does that all work? Yeah, I mean, my network is great because, you know, uh, a lot of people have said this on, on your pods before is, is when you have a network of people that you trust to, to like if someone needed a mortgage or, or, you know, a roof. I mean, it goes, my network runs so deep. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been able to, because of the network that we're in, I've been able to refer someone, you know, a cousin or a friend that lives in Florida. I mean, I can they have the same network there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if someone needs what I do in another state, I just go onto the, the portal there and, and I rely on the, they, they, there's a code of ethics in that. So, you know, I prefer to, to give them the people I know and I interact with daily, sure. but, but if I had to, it's better than them just Googling somebody or uh, not knowing and just walking in somewhere. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we always do that and they, they, you know, try to come back our way and stuff. It's, it's just, Everything I've ever done is referral based and I've built this network so that I didn't have to cold call yeah. and I didn't have to do those kind of things. So, um, you know, I do, I do like it sometimes too, cause it, it's, it's much more competitive. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely harder. You yeah. know, it's definitely more time consuming. What, um, just to transition a little bit, um, how do you manage your work life balance? Right. So you can basically put in, especially as a business owner, unlimited hours um and have a valid reason for doing so um 
how do you know when to not call it quits, but you're like, all right, I, this, I, I'll handle the rest of this tomorrow or whatever without completely damaging, you know, relationships at your own house. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's difficult. In the beginning, it was the most difficult. So, yeah. um, because, you know, I, I got to say, I mean, fortunately, even in the beginning, once things got off the ground, well, my wife never went back to work after my son was born and that was one of my goals and yeah. it would look like it was definitely going the wrong way yeah and i fought and i made that happen but we thought we toyed around with the idea and things but there was something about having the peace of mind that my kids were good she said yeah. mark you know they're good they're not in you know childcare at the moment and i was very concerned about that because i i know my youngest son was always i have a 12 year old too and he was in childcare and stuff and i always wanted her to be able to stay home with them and stuff. And yeah. um, that was like one of my goals when I did this is why I kind of did this. Yeah. And I don't want her ever to go back to work. And um, I'm hoping she, she won't unless she wants to. Yeah. Um, and it just gave me peace of mind that I knew that, that they were being watched, they were being taken care of, and I could go do my thing with a clear head. That's so awesome. for, the, for five years or so, I, I did that. Yeah. I worked from seven to nine, and, and we thank God for FaceTime and everything else. Yeah, sure. And, uh, now was I'm, um, you know, most happy about and, and a very. I didn't know this was the why. I knew the family was always the why. That was always my sure. my driving factor. But I've been coaching a lot, and yeah. and and I've been coaching my 12 year old kid uh, and, and his basketball and team, and we went undefeated this year, and it was super rewarding. Nice. And I I we had practices, and I would never do that. I would be like, I can't do that because there's not enough time. Um, I made time for it and now I'm doing the baseball thing and I was st speaking with the guys before and it's, it's so awesome. Yeah. And I, I, be honest with you. I've gotten business from it, yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. I'm, I'm out there I'm involved in meeting other people sure. and, and they know that I'm doing it the right way. So they, they, they trust me and it's just so much more rewarding. I want to, I want to work hard so that I can do more of it. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what, what's really motivating me now is to, to kind of develop young, young people. And uh, also wanted to develop some of the players that are a little bit older, the 12, 13, I did 12 to 14. And some of those people, I said, you know, if they want to intern at the, at the business and, yeah, and things, because I'm trying to really mentor whoever I can, because it's, it's, it's not easy. So. Yeah. Um, so, you know, how can you, how does one stay organized? This is always something I, I bring up uh, practically every episode, but it's been, you know, very heavy on my mind because it's something that, I've been toggling with and managing uh, very closely as of lately. You can get busy with stuff, and you have to say no to certain things, um, whether it's a, a, a you know birthday parties with family or business ventures that people want to try to you know partner up with you with because they see that you're successful in this, and so they think that also transpires into you know opening up a Chuck E. Cheese. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, how do you basically stay focused? Uh, without getting too crazy, but extending yourself enough to show that love. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, I think you have to prioritize certain things. I, I have a hard time. Organization definitely is not my thing. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I keep bringing up my, my wife, but I mean, yeah. she's like making doctor's appointments for me. She's, she stays home, which yeah. is what I love. We tried her to go back and my life was a disaster. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I had to, yeah. You know, once you start picking up kids and you start doing all this stuff and you, you, you don't work six hours. Yeah. 
you know, you start looking at what she's making and what I'm making in yeah. those six hours. And, and, and we're like, she's mad because she's working and not seeing the kids. And I'm like, well, this sucks. Yeah, yeah, I'm out yeah. of the office half the day. I'm picking up everything. I'm doing yeah. it. She's just, it's just it, there's such an appreciation for that. It's yeah. way more important than what I do. I, I, yeah. I just keep my head down and work hard. Yeah. She deals with all the real life stuff. So yeah. she handles that stuff. And at the office, I mentioned the other, the other woman who's, who's kept me in line all these years. So um, my desk is all over the place. And, and now I've been told that some of the most successful people have these desks like mine. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what I keep telling myself to justify, yeah. <laughs> justify it. But I know where everything is. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm not even lying. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm not forgetting anything. I have a yeah. to-do list. I have, I have a calendar on my phone. I have multiple calendars. I'm, I'm more on top of it. But if you, if you saw my office, you'd be like, this guy's busy yeah. and unorganized. <laughs> yeah. But um, I know that, you know, how valuable my wife is to my career, how, how much, you know, she brings financially to our family by, by keeping me in line. And, I, and the girl at the office, um, she does the same at the office. My other staff, they do it too. They, they, they know when I'm overwhelmed, which, yeah. which could happen, especially in this, this busy market with interest rates drop and everyone buying houses. It gets crazy. And, and you know, they all keep me as organized as I can. But I'm, I'm a relatively organized person. It, it just looks in the office, it looks a little bit crazy. A little chaotic. Yeah. That's good. Um, all right. And so just in, in closing, what do you recommend to someone who, who wants to get into the insurance, uh, you know, business or wants to start their own gig, um, you know, who's younger? So you may, you, when you started, you know, you're in your twenties or whatever it was, someone who already knows this is kind of, you know, in alignment with them. Yeah, I mean, if there's ever anybody, I mean, that's where I feel you have to be. So when yeah. I, I don't, I have people come to me with great, great resumes and they've got a couple, they're like me right now, like a couple of kids own a home, you know, cars, stuff like that, yeah. mortgages. And I'm like, I can't, you're, you're totally qualified and you could kill it here. Yeah. But you're, you're not going to be able to pay all this stuff. Yeah. You're too, you have too many responsibilities. Sure. And, and you know, if you're willing to, to invest in yourself, if you've got money in the bank and you want to invest in yourself, I'll make you, I'll make you a ton of money yeah. and come work for me. But usually yeah. like, well, no, I have to, I can't trade in one of my cars or, or tell my wife she has to go back to work or whatever it may be. Right. Um, so that, that those people usually aren't for me. Uh, and those people I think need to get maybe jobs at a more corporate level of insurance. I love the young people living at home uh, and I can mentor them and, and build them up and they can maybe open their own agency like myself. I mean, ideally I have a guy working for me now. He, he, he uh, works part-time on the weekends. He, he, you know, whether it's a bartender or labor or caddy or, or whatever it may be at the golf yeah. course. So you have to supplement your income in the beginning because it's not the type of job that you're just going to become a millionaire overnight. Sure. Ha- I mean, it's, it's, it can get pretty crazy as far as you could struggle for X amount of time. And then those years build up and your book builds up and now you're, you almost don't even have to sell anymore. It's yeah. so big. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at now, but that's, that's not who I am. Yeah. And my uncle who, who's very silent would not be so silent if I stopped <laughs> selling. Um, so we just got to keep going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, just work somewhere first. Like I did, like don't just open your own thing. And, and unless you have years and years of what you need saved away. I mean, it, it was, it's definitely something you want to slow roll. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, cool. So how can people get in contact with you? 
your company reach out to you? Do you have a website, emails? Who do they contact? Yeah, yeah. It's mark at insurancesavingsnetwork.com is my email. Uh, website is uh, insurancesavingsnetwork.com. Um, you can you can reach us out. We're all over, you know, Facebook, the internet. Um, reach out to us if you have any questions. You can email me, call us. Uh, the office line is 267-364-6350. If you have any questions about anything, I mean, just know it's, it's always good to have a second set of eyes reviewing your stuff so that you don't run into any of those problems I, I came across today. So. Awesome. All right, so there you have it, folks. We like to wrap things up with quotes, and the first one is by Steve Jobs. If you are working on something that you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. And a second one by Walt Disney. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. There you have it. Uh, in short, in this episode, we have special guest Mark Arnold. We cover topics that range from insurance business, networking, relationship building, marketing, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Steve Jobs and Walt Disney. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed.